the following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Ladies and gents, welcome back to In The Corner here on SJP World Media. Hope you all had a good week. Halloween fast approaching. Got my uh, got my um, costume ready already. Looking forward to seeing uh, people's reactions when they actually see it. It will be posted on In The Corner on Twitter at In The Corner WWE at some point. <laughs> Probably after I've had a few drinks, to be fair. Ah, well, so, slight delay in episodes coming out, obviously. Uh, myself, anybody that follows me on Twitter will know, not feeling too good. And basically, pretty much spent the week, um, well, being ill, basically. Um, and everybody asks the same question nowadays. They don't say, oh, I hope you get better, or, oh, how, how where do you think you got it from? Is, is it COVID? Is it COVID? All the time. And to be completely honest with you, it fucks me off when people say that. I know it's gone out of the forefront of everybody's mind, but uh, no, it was just a cold. Flu, maybe, uh, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no, not COVID. It winds me up when people keep asking as soon as you, you know, oh, I see your arms bleeding. Uh, is it COVID? No, it's a fucking cut. Just, uh, you know, be vigilant, but uh, come on. People are so worried about it, um, which I understand why, but uh, it's got to that point now where actually I'm a bit, uh, as you can tell, I'm quite annoyed by it, to be honest, when people ask, is it COVID? <laughs> I can't tell if it's genuine um, uh, genuine concern from people or they worry about themselves. I don't know. It could be both, but uh, there we go. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a bit about of uh, Raw, which happened on the 24th this past Monday, just gone. Um, overall, I'm going to go into it very quickly. Um and we'll talk about some uh, matches and stuff. But overall, quite a flat episode for me, really, uh, considering what has been happening uh, prior to this. Um, quite a flat episode. I can almost guarantee SmackDown is going to be better than Raw. Um, and that's more likely because Roman Reigns is going to be there. And that's why. And this is where I think we're missing a little bit on Raw, the flagship show. We have not got a heavyweight champion on the show all the time. Um I feel something needs to be done um, sooner rather than later. Um, the main event was Bianca versus Bailey. Bailey did get the win. Um, and the reason I mentioned the main event quickly, because to be to be honest, it was quite a flat main event, and that's really a shame, really, because Bailey and Bianca are obviously both uh, good uh, good competitors. They're not uh, rookies by any stretch of imagination. Can put on good matches, and the match itself was okay, but. I don't know whether it's the crowd or what, but so I think the main thing, the reason why I feel as though it's flat is Bianca doesn't really have damage control, I think, is suffering from what Judgment Day was suffering from about a month ago, uh, three weeks ago even, is that the heat on Judgment Day has got better and people are genuinely like boo the crap out of Dominic and stuff like that and the Judgment Day as a whole. And Rhea Ripley is uh, smashing it MVP on Raw to, for me to be honest with you, um, 
but the reason I mention it is because Nikki Cross is returned as her former self, not the ASH. Now, we saw this kind of being addressed in the background over the last couple of months with her throwing her mask at Dewdrop and stuff like that. So it's uh, long overdue. But the problem with the women's, uh, or at least with the women's Raw division, and nothing against Bianca Bella whatsoever. She's amazing in the ring. She's actually uh, one of the, you know, she's really good, basically. She is really good. Um, but it's just damage control are you need to have a good bad guy for a, a baby face to go up against. And I don't think people are overly hating damage control. Maybe, um, we need a bit more. I mean, they did do some work in the backstage area. Uh, damage control actually beat up Candice LeRae and he knocked the cameraman down and everything. I probably need a bit more of this. Um, we need a bit more of... Um, we need some genuine heat on damage control maybe before we stick them um, against the World Women's Champion because I think uh, I think Bianca Belair is actually suffering because of this, to be totally honest with you. Um, and that's a shame because Dakota Kai and Io Sky, Io Shirai, whatever her name is these days, and Bailey obviously is no rookie. Um, we need to... Like with Austin Theory a couple of months ago, and that's another reason I bring it up, is because Austin Theory um, has kind of been cooled off a bit since Vince left, and um, we don't seem to be uh, seeing much of the arrogance. Um, and that's, I think and the other flip of the coin here is that because Mustafa Ali went against Austin Theory, um, and Mustafa Ali is kind of targeting Seth Rollins' championship possibly, while I'm assuming Bobby Lashley takes care of Lesnar, um, and I'm sure we'll be revisited with uh, Seth in um, Lashley at some point. But not only did Austin Theory defeat Mustafa Ali, I don't think the crowd really cared what Theory was doing, although he did get a, a few boos. I'm not saying he didn't get any, but because they've cooled him off a bit, um, it does seem that uh, they've kind of taken a step back on Theory. And it's the same with... Like it actually hurts Mustafa Ali. I hope this is making sense. Because Theory was a heel, or is a heel, and he was hot at one point, um, people absolutely booing the crap out of him, you know, at Mania and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, absolutely hatred from the fans, um, including myself, even though the guy is really good in the ring, by the way. But um, you need to. And Mustafa Ali, I think, suffered from going against Austin Theory in a sense of. The crowd were not really booing him, and yeah, he still got booed. But he needs a strong heel with a good baby face, and vice versa, for it to work. So fans can be invested in the story they want to tell. So I'm hoping, that, hoping that's making sense. But I think Mustafa, and also Theory beat Mustafa Ali, which I think actually it was a good match from Austin Theory, Mustafa Ali. But I think it didn't help Mustafa Ali by losing to Theory, um, considering they are sort of edging him towards the United States Championship. I mean, it's, uh, it, it str- I struggle with it sometimes because wins and losses used to mean something and it seems like it doesn't anymore. Just because you attack the champion shouldn't give you an automatic title shot. I'm not saying he is going to have one. I think that's probably what's going to happen at, um, at Crown Jewel, which is, in a, I think, in a few weeks. So I'm not overly fond of Crown Jewel anyway as a, as a pay-per-view. There's a few matches on here. Um that are um i'm not really uh overly bothered with to be totally honest with you um i think it's gonna be yeah where is it? it's a couple of weeks isn't it it's just on the off they're doing it on saturdays for usual 
Uh, November 5th, there we go. Okay, so November 5th, we've got love. So you've got Logan Paul and Roman Reigns and everything. I mean, that's got, had a quite a good build, to be totally honest. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but it's not been too bad. Um, but yeah, as you can tell by my voice, Raw was um, not good this week, really, to be honest with you. I'm struggling to find the best moments, really. That's the best moments, actually, were... Uh, there's an impromptu match between Finn Balor and Carl Anderson at the start of the show. Judgment Day came out. Everything um, Dominic Mysterio says on the mic at the moment, the crowd absolutely hate. He's getting better. He's getting uh, on the mic and stuff like that. Him mentioning the fact that he's this generation. No, Eddie Guerrero's. Eddie Guerrero was that generation's Dominic Mysterio and vice versa. Um, absolutely got hatred of it. He's got that story that happened, which I've mentioned several times on the show, of the the custody match back in, I think it was 06, 07. Oh, it couldn't have been 06 and 07, could it? Could, so it must have been 04, 03? I don't know. It must be before 2005, because obviously Eddie Rero passed away, unfortunately. Uh, when was that? 2004, maybe? Yeah, it must have been. Um, but, um, yeah, there's talk about possibly Mysterio, uh, Dominic Mysterio, on the other hand. Um, there's talks of maybe people are maybe he'll drop his Mysterio name. What a way to disgrace the um, the lineage of Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's family and everything, which would be good because obviously Rey Mysterio at the moment is on SmackDown and currently the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship against uh, Gunther. That's going to be a great match, to be honest, when that happens. Um, but it's good to cool off Rey and Dom a little bit. You can still have it going in the background, but by separating them, you can make this go a bit longer and a bit, um, they can open up some other characters. It's actually good not having Ray and Edge around the Judge Day as much as they were in the beginning. I think Judge Day is starting to really find their stride and everything. And Rhea Ripley, like I said at the top of the show, MVP of the show, uh, had a great segment. Um, barely, like I said, an impromptu two match between Carl Anderson and Finn Balor. You had uh, Gallows and AJ Styles ringside. The rest of the Judgment Day were there. Dominic, obviously, and uh, Damian Priest and all that. Um, great, great match, actually. Great opening start to the show. The best part of the show was actually the opening part of the show. Really good with the Judgment Day. Um, ultimately, Rhea Ripley pushes uh, Gallows into the ring post and picks him up and body slams him, which got a great pop from the crowd, which shouldn't technically be happening. You should be booing that. But because you're seeing Rhea Ripley pick up Luke Gallows, who is not exactly small you're gonna pop for it you know it makes sense um so i think maybe not do that as much but do what she did with the rest of it which was shouting distracting the referee ultimately um dominic mysterio distracted the referee and uh Rhea came in and low blowed uh anderson and then finn balor won via pinfall uh great match to be honest with you a great uh great segment of the show the opening segment of raw was really good it actually set up the evening well um the rest of it unfortunately Felt a bit flat. Now, I did, I've already mentioned the Austin Theory Mustafa Ali match. Now, as that match was about to begin, Seth Rollins came out and went on commentary. That's all was good. I always like when the, the um, heels get on commentary and start, you know, trashing the good guys and stuff. And as you could probably imagine, Seth Rollins uh, did uh, sort of get in the ring and distract the referee. Um, and Austin Theory um, got the win, as I've already said. Now, I've got an idea with Austin Theory already is that the heat they've kind of taken off him they need to I think if you stick him with Seth which I can see happening next week to be honest I can see a tag team match of some kind happening um, possibly next week on Raw with Seth and Austin Theory teaming up that duo I think would be really good going forward 
Um, you've got that the um, the cockiness of theory and that weird Joker style thing that's going on with Seth Rollins could be could be really good. I think to be honest with you, um, and that's really our truth. We saw our truth on uh, Raw, which I haven't seen him on Raw for God knows how long. Um, we are apparently going to find out next week why Dexter Loomis has been attacking the Miz. Um, little side note to this, because obviously Champa got taken away by um, Dexter Loomis. I've just read an article that says that um, Tommaso Champa is actually going to be out for nine months after having hip surgery. Um, so that's why we haven't seen Tommaso Champa. They've uh, kept that under wraps a little bit until now. Um, hopefully he recovers soon. Um, Johnny Gargano back in WWE, obviously, on Raw, and that's where Tommaso Ciampa was. Could we see a DIY of sorts reunion? I don't know. Um, they were brilliant in the next two days. I love that team. Shocked as anything when uh, Tommaso Ciampa turned on Gargano, probably one of the better stories in NXT history in terms of rivalries, I would say. I mean, obviously, let me know in the corner WWE on Twitter uh, what you think. I love that story that went out because that went on for a year or so, didn't it? Uh, about just over a year, I would say, and it kept going. And you've also got that um, buried in within the backstory, and it's really good. With again, I'm going to go back to the Judgment Day quickly, and in terms of the club coming back and the, you know the OC and everything, the history between Finn Balor, Gallows, Anderson, AJ, and all that, you know, which didn't even happen in WWE. Now I, I only know bits of it because I didn't. I didn't watch New Japan or anything like that, but I'm aware of them, uh, the Bullet Club, obviously. So the history alone, um, and the two sweet and everything, you know, the, the history you've got between these two factions is brilliant, and it was didn't even happen in WWE. So, and you know what? You can tell Triple H is in charge to a degree, can't you? Because there's a few stables popping up here and there. And you know what? I'm loving it to be honest. It's just going to take a bit of time. Damage control, as I said. Could be a real good uh, uh, female stable. It could be really good. I just not enough heat on them at the moment. I don't think, even though they, uh, you know, have got the tag team champions and stuff, there's not enough heat on them for me for them to be to make Bianca Bella look good as the uh, babyface. And she's good. I'm not. I'm not disputing any of their abilities in the ring. Dakota Kai's got a great. Well, all of them have got a great future still. Um, it's just that you need to have, lack of a better way of putting it, we don't care. I don't care whether Bianca Bella beats Damage Control, Damage Control beats Bella, unfortunately, because the story's not intertwined enough. Whereas Judgment Day, Ray, and all that kind of stuff, that story that's being built, and which I, I, I guarantee you that will be revisited. Now, whether it happens uh, sooner with the IC title, whether there's a superstar shakeup and it causes Ray Mysterio to come back to rule with the Intercontinental Championship. Son, you know, father versus son, icy title match, uh, you know, or what, you know, whatever it may be. There's, there's so many avenues you can go down with the Judgment Day, Rey Mysterio, the son aspect. Does Rey even reach the point of um, joining the Judgment Day? I don't know. There's so many ways you could go with. It. I don't think that'll happen, but you know, it would be awesome if it did. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the highlights of Raw, unfortunately. And um, I mean, Baron, Baron Corbin's back at the moment. He's um, Teaming up with JBL. I love the fact that JBL was actually with Baron Corbin. The music needs sorting out for Baron Corbin because he's still got that happy Corbin-esque stuff going on. JBL calling um, Baron Corbin the wrestling, the new era wrestling card is, it is what it is. But having JBL ringside on commentary pushing Baron Corbin will annoy people to the point where Baron Corbin will become, in three months' time, you can see Bar if they continue with it and keep pushing it, Baron Corbin in three months' time, I think, 
will be one of the top heels. And Baron Corbin's underrated. I know a lot of people don't like him, um, but I think he's underrated. He's actually really good in the ring um, in terms of just performance. And he can be, he's just a natural heel. Um, And you stick JBL in his corner, um, especially with JBL, um, you know, demanding respect for him being a Hall of Famer. Um, The fact that he was in the Indies and, you know, people... Fans respect the wrestlers that have come through the indies. That's not to say they don't respect people that came through the PC and didn't do anything else, but they respect the wrestlers. It sort of has that uh, respect straight away because they've done five, ten years in the indies, and the fans respect that for paying their dues, you know? So actually having Corbin, who's come from professional football into the PC, and his overall look, he's just a, he's just a really good heel. And I, I, I can, I'm not going to guarantee it, but like in three months' time, keep your eye on Corbin. You keep JBL in his corner. You let JBL kind of be the mouthpiece. Now, Baron Corbin can talk. He doesn't need JBL in a sense of talking, but being having JBL in his corner to, um, you know, talk BS about talk BS, you know, big him up and all that kind of stuff. And in this particular week. Uh, he took Corbin took on Gargano and JBL actually got involved in the match and caused a loss for Johnny Gargano. Um, it was uh, it's good it's a good way of doing it and building it. And like I said, keep an eye on him. Three months time, and we could be looking at one of the top heels in uh, in WWE uh, as long as they keep um, JBL with him. I really wish he'd come back with the Lone Wolf style music. Maybe change that look up a bit, but maybe it's that way of. Um, because he's rich and powerful, so people don't like that. And that's why people didn't like JBL, because he was better than everybody else. And if Corbin's been doing that anyway, so keeping that and now associating himself with JBL, it's a good way of building this uh, heel character in Corbin. So keep your eye on him, I reckon. Um, now, I was really excited for Elias' comeback. I actually had, to, obviously, Tyler uh, came on the show a few weeks ago, um, and he said, I do struggle with uh, Elias in the ring. And I tell you what, after this past week, I can see where Tyler's coming from. Um, the match against Gable wasn't the best. Um, there were I don't know whether it was done on purpose, but there was a few moments in the match where Elias looked like he had a bit of ring rust and didn't quite go as uh, well as it should have done. We've got kind of got Elias and Riddle kind of teaming up. Um, I don't know whether... I know what the right thing to do with Elias is at the moment. I thought that the, I don't. I think we. I'm gonna have to give him one more week and see what the crowd's like next week. Because I tell you what, the crowd this week on Raw were were not good. They didn't seem to be into it at all. Um, and as you well know, being wrestling fans, no reaction is the worst. So as if they boo you, great. If they cheer you, great. But no reaction is not good, is it? And it seemed very flat this week overall. Um, so yeah, I don't know what more they can do really with uh, Elias, but like I said, I want to give him one more week and just see how it goes going forward. Um, again, maybe Elias is more a natural heel. I don't know. Um, obviously, he got over as a heel. Crowd were chanting "Walk with Elias" for the WWE and stuff, so it makes sense. But um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm interested to see where this Miz Dex Loomis thing goes because. To be honest, we there's something apparently in the past in the Miz um, and Johnny Gargano somehow knows it probably because they're in NXT together. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the reason Dexter Loomis has been targeting Miz. Hopefully, it's not too cheesy. I actually don't know what they're going to go with, um, which is quite good, I suppose. I'm at, at first, as I probably as you probably heard on the shows, I wasn't overly keen on it. 
but now we're actually sort of getting to maybe the crux of it and what's actually going on. I'm actually interested to see what the reason is why Dexter Lewis has been targeting Miz. There has to be a reason. And if it's not a good reason, it's going to fall flat. <laughs> and hopefully it's a good reason. Um, maybe Miz promised him something. I don't know. Maybe Miz... I don't know. <clears throat> maybe maybe there's something outside of the WWE universe that Miz did to Dexter Lumis. I have no idea. We'll uh, we'll find out hopefully next week. Um, that's about it, really. To be totally honest, when Nikki Cross came back, I'm interested to see where she goes. As soon as I saw her in that old style Nikki Cross, I just thought Sanity. Could we see Sanity make a return? I feel like Sanity didn't quite get the uh, push it kind of deserved. Um, I wouldn't say it was a fully over group, but it had potential to be something really cool. Um, and maybe maybe at the time when it happens, I think the Wyatt family was still going um, around that time. So maybe they were too similar. Uh, now you don't, I mean, Bray was Bray Wyatt's back, obviously, but we don't have that at the moment in terms of, there's talk about Wyatt six and everything, which I talked more about on, uh, on uh, Sunday's show. Um, but yeah, um, that's about it for Raw, to be honest. Not a very good show this week, to be totally honest. There's some still good wrestling in there, but overall, it seemed very um, very flat. I don't know why exactly it was like that, to be honest. I guess positives to take from it. You said, you know, uh, we get to see the Gargano Miz thing play out next week, hopefully. Uh, and despite the fact that Mustafa Ali has not made it quite, um, in terms of the, the good guy aspect, um, I'm interested to see what he does going forward. Austin Theory, I need to see more from. I'd like to see him a bit more. I tell you what, I will quickly now, and I'm, we will obviously talk about um, Crown Jewel as we get to, as we, so that'll be next week, we'll do the prediction show, because obviously it's uh, next, uh, not this Saturday, coming next Saturday, uh, we'll do the prediction show for that. But one match I'm not looking forward to straight away, I'm going to tell you right now, is um, Omas and Braun Strowman. I think it's way too soon. I'd have liked to have seen these two guys on their respective shows dominate into like these handicap matches they've been doing against local uh local wrestlers um and then maybe have them collide at the rumble once they've beaten a few other people and beaten some actual like mainstays on the roster um i feel this is way too soon um and i think it's unfortunate as much as i'd like it to be good i don't think it's going to be good if anything i'd actually like to see these two team up if you're going to do this now i'd rather them team up and be like an unstoppable force between those two guys because Braun Strowman it, weirdly is not is it looks so weird seeing them together and it's very impressive but I just don't it's I feel like it's just been put onto the crown jewel because they uh, obviously somebody wanted it but I just feel it's way too soon for those two to be um, to be even um, facing each other and like I said last on the last show um, it's one of those things where you need to either separate these shows or they are or it is just one show again like in a sense of it's just another episode but they keep talking about brands as if they are you know Rey Mysterio is officially on Smackdown and all that kind of stuff but we keep seeing wrestlers appear on both shows and it's just like they're either Raw or they're Smackdown maybe they need to do that at the moment because they don't have a mainstay heavyweight champion on both shows um, and as I said, I can almost guarantee you SmackDown's going to be so much better than Raw was this week. Because since I've been doing this podcast back since we started at Money in the Bank this year, quite easily, the, one of the shows I actually almost had to stop myself going on my phone to watch because the matches just were lackluster. The overall show was not good. And this is one of the worst ones since I've been doing this podcast. 
And that's a shame because the matches in terms of the actual wrestling and the stories in the ring were good. The rest of it um, just fell flat. And I've already said it. Um, I want to touch upon one rumor uh, only because I was going to touch upon this the other day and I didn't actually have a chance to talk about it because I was ill, obviously. Um, I want to go shout out to everybody and thank you for listening to SGP World Media and listening to this show as well in the corner with myself, Benny Mack. Uh, but this was before we end, I want to talk about the fact there are rumors apparently WWE is considering bringing back the European Championship. Uh, and apparently, even within the next few weeks, apparently. Um, now, I actually saw that, like I said, last week, but obviously I didn't able to broadcast the show. But um, that would be cool. Um, I feel we still need to address maybe the heavyweight title uh, picture first and get either one of those bounce off Roman the problem is with it, with the money in the bank, if you're going to cash it in, you need to take both belts because, I mean, that's the, that's the only way I can see personally. If you, um, the only way, all right, let me, get, let me start this again. If you, if you could have Austin Theory cash in and it, it maybe it's only for the WWE title because when he won it, maybe, then that would be, that's good. That's one, I, I can accept that. I'll, I'll accept that. And then he takes the WWE title and he takes it back to Raw, you know, and then Austin Theory is the WWE champion could happen or if they actually go around there's rumors of Austin theory dropping the money in the bank briefcase to um to somebody else so you know it, it could happen um i would actually feel like it'd be a shame why would you put the money in the bank briefcase on the line i wouldn't if i had it i would not put it on the line you just got to wait for your moment and cash in on roman is the best way you can the only other way i can see it because you you don't want to introduce a brand new world heavyweight championship because it won't have I mean, look at the Universal title. It took, I think, a good couple of years for that title to, re- in the mind of the fans, to really mean anything. Because at the end of the day, the WWE Championship was around longer than the Universal, obviously. Roman, I think, has done a fantastic job with it and keeping it. Um, the only other way I can see it happening, if you don't do the cash-in where you take one bout off Roman, is, and I've said it before, bring back the World Heavyweight Championship because that title has prestige, history, and amongst the fans, even if you're a young fan, I think you will know what, who, what the World Heavyweight Championship was. That was a former, you know, NWA, WCW, and all that kind of stuff. So I know the titles were put together in terms of the World Heavyweight and the WWE title. They did that, didn't they? And they did it, actually did it freaking twice, to be honest. And it became the WWE Heavyweight Championship for a short spell. Um, but yeah, I think I feel. I mean, any any ideas, guys? Let, let me know. Um, it would be freaking amazing at uh, in the corner WWE on Twitter to let me know what, what your thoughts are on this. To be totally honest, because uh, I you either cash it in with a theory and take one bout off Roman, or you bring back a title um, that is you know has prestige and the World Heavyweight Championship. World Heavyweight Championship has that. Anyway. Love me ranting. I will see you all on Sunday. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you for your patience. I hope you're all well. And keep it locked to SJP World Media. There are so many more shows you can check out. Doctor Who Pod among uh, a few. Obviously, you've also got the uh, the waiting room with myself, Nitro Knights, and um, yeah, a few others. Checking at Power Palace. There's so many shows to so check it out, guys. See you again very soon.